0: Hey guys, welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. This is the news and reviews for December 24th, 2018 through December 30th of 2018 also. We've got some uh, cool events coming up in the next week. We've got a beer review from my man Marcus, aka Brewery602. And we also have Teacher Nick back for a little Beer 101, educating us on a favorite winter beer so let's get into these events christmas day that is tuesday december 25th from 5 p.m until 10 p.m that's in the bar area only christmas at craft 64 so for the fourth year in a row they're gonna open up their doors like i said from 5 until 10 bar only but lots of free snacks sandwiches and goodies provided free of charge they've got a new winter brew that's gonna be on tap as well called sweet lovin' So when you're sick of hanging out with your extended family, need to get away, grab a beer, hang out with some cool people, James and Susanna will be there celebrating with you. So that is uh, Tuesday, December 25th from 5 until 10. That's at Craft 64 in Scottsdale. The day after Christmas is Wren Day. So this is the biggest bash of the year full of special tappings at Wren House Brewing Company in Phoenix. So this is Wednesday, December 26th. From noon until 10, they've got a seller list of Carefree and Kingsnake. They've got a Holiday Las Frescas with cranberry and hibiscus. Holiday Los Postres with peppermint coffee. And they got a limited spiced rum barrel aged stout. So check out their page. Uh, follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Um, just anyways, but follow them to get some updates um, in case they're adding some more stuff to this. So this is Rende at Renhouse Brewing Company in Phoenix. Wednesday, December 26th, from noon until 10. And finally, last but not least, December 30th is actually National Bacon Day. I don't know if you guys know that or not. So a couple of interesting facts about bacon. So the phrase, bring home the bacon, doesn't actually, re- it, its we would say that as like we're referring to money, right? But that's not what it originally was intended for. So in the 12th century England, churches would award a side of bacon to any married man who swore before God that he and his wife had not argued for a year and a day. So the men would bring home the bacon and they were seen as exemplary citizens and husbands. And in my opinion, full of shit, right? (laughs) Nobody doesn't argue with their spouse in a year and a day. Come on. But they were lying so that they could get bacon. So I'll be honest with you. I can't really blame them. Also during uh, world war two, Rendered fats from bacon created glycerin, which in turn helped them create bombs, gunpowder, and other munitions. So, yeah, think about that next time you're eating a piece of bacon. Um, it helped us. Uh, I think that was defeating the Germans, right? Yeah, World War Two. <laughs> so, uh, bacon, once again, saves the day, literally. So, Bacon Day. This is at 1912 Brewing Company in Tucson. They're doing a bacon and mead pairing. So, this is Sunday, December 30th. From 1 until 5 at 1912 Brewing Company in Tucson. They've done this before, and apparently it was popular. I don't see why it would be popular. I mean, bacon and mead by Superstition Meadery. Yeah, doesn't sound any good to me. (laughs) Just kidding. Sounds awesome. I might make a trip down there just to eat some bacon and drink some mead. But this is going on Sunday, December 30th from 1 to 5 mead by superstition meadery and bacon by daniela's cooking so this is at 1912 brewing company check them out okay let's get into the beer review so this is marcus pina aka brewery 602 reviewing serious black from four peaks brewing company
1: hey guys Brewery sixty two beer reviews here at Brewery sixty two on Instagram. My name is Marcus, and today I have a beer out of Four Peaks Brewing Company, Tempe, Arizona. Um, one of the first craft breweries that I have ever been to. Um, they opened up in the nineties uh, when I was I was going to ASU at the time, and they were within walking distance uh, from a friend's house, and so we went over there and I tried their uh, Four Peaks Heffenweizen, which. It blew my socks off. I, you know, I was drink. I was a Coors Light kind of guy or whatever. You know, and um, first time having a craft beer on tap and it kind of just changed everything for me. Uh, Four Peaks uh, since has been bought out by uh, AB and Bev. Um, it's been a few years now, but they're still producing some pretty good beers. Um, their flagship Kilt Lifter, you could find in like California now, which is so weird. You could find it all over the place. Um, so. You know, in some aspects, I'm pretty sad about them being uh, the quote unquote sellouts, but at the same time, I'm, I'm happy for them because, you know, they really deserve it. Um, you know, being able to mass produce their beers now. So, this is Serious Black, a little take on the Harry Potter thing, maybe. Um, they're saying it's for the uh, uh, Serious, uh, the dog star is what they're, they're calling it, but we all know it's like a Harry Potter deal, right? So anyway, uh, this is a Russian Imperial Stout. Added uh, black licorice, added coffee, let it age for a long time. They're telling you that you don't have to cellar it because it's already been cellared for you. So 9.5% ABV, let's dig into it. Oh, no hiss, really no hiss, uh, and no, no cannon smoke either. So let's do a hard pour on this guy. So, on the uh, color is pitch black. I mean, it's it's pitch black. It's motor oil, um, and even on the hard pour, as you can see, they get absolutely no uh, carbonation at all. Um, which I'm not surprised. There was really no hiss, no cannon smoke, or anything like that. So you get no carbonation, but um, to be honest with you, uh, to me that's not a big deal, especially on this style of beer. Um, you know, you can have a cask beer or, uh, you know, just ha- have a beer that's uh, naturally carbonated uh, by the yeast and, and not force carbonated or anything like that. So um, those type of beers, um, cask beers, especially in this style, it's perfectly fine by me. So let's get a dry by room Ooh, yeah, that is wicked complex, I get a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of dark fruit. So you get like that raisin, you know, you get plum, um, you get a lot of, uh, some like deep, like apricot and you get a lot of barrel out of it. A lot of vanilla. Ooh, yeah. I mean, that is like licorice root. You get like licorice root and you get vanilla, you get oak, you get Tobacco, man. I, let's get a little deeper. Yeah, that is fantastic. Um, a lot of people are familiar with, uh, like Goose Island, uh, Bourbon County. This reminds me of, of that particular beer. Uh, you could just take an aroma on this and not drink it. And be completely satisfied. That's how good the aroma is. You get like that dark, 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 deep dark chocolate, tobacco. Um, you get a lot of uh, even like a dark cherry. You know, like chocolate, dark chocolate covered cherries. Um, it's it's extremely complex. There's so much going on with this aroma. It, it is so fantastic. I, I can't wait to try the beer. So cheers. Wow. Yeah, the um, aroma doesn't lie. I mean, in the taste, you get a lot of that uh, character, a lot of that bourbon character. You get a lot of the dark fruit character. You get the cherry thing, you know, cherry and vanilla kind of mingling around with each other with like, you know, you wrap dark chocolate with vanilla and uh, cherries and raisins and you you take a bite out of it. And that's kind of like what it does. It's coating. It's oily. It's oily. Um really nice mouthfeel. It's not very thin. It's it's got a good good mouthfeel to it. Yeah, the 9.5%, you could throw that out the window. You really get no alcohol um out of this at all. Now you do get a lot of alcohol legs, so you know it's there. Um the flavors, very complex. The the black licorice, um or the licorice root, and the vanilla, all those dark fruits kind of just stay on your palate and it just lets you enjoy it. Um it is a fantastic beer. Uh I'm giving this I'm going to give this a 99 and I would normally give this 100. The carbonation is what I think uh, is going to you know give it a little bit of a deduction. Um if the carbonation was up just just a tad cuz it is not carbonated at all. It's it's not carbonated beer. Um, again, for the style, not that big of a deal, but um, I'm going to give this a 99. Guys, if you're ever in Tempe, Arizona, look up Four Peaks Brewing Company. Make great food. Make great beers. It's a really cool location on off of A Street over there in Tempe. So check them out. And again, my name is Marcus, Brewery 602 Beer Reviews. Like and subscribe. Cheers. All right,
0: Marcus, thanks, buddy. Always insightful, always great to listen to his beer reviews. Regardless of what you think of Four Peaks and all that stuff, they're still pumping out some good beers. So let's get into Beer 101. Teacher Nick.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Beer 101. I am Teacher Nick with Dark Sky Brewing, and I am ho-ho-hoping you are having a great holiday. Yes, I went there. Uh, it's Christmas Eve, so today, instead of talking about something technical or detailed, I just wanted to maybe, you know, chat about something I like to call winter warmers. So, settle in, pour your glass of spiked eggnog, and welcome to Beer Beer 101. Before we get into today's quote-unquote lesson, I just want to start by saying that this is really just an opinion piece there are no defined parameters at least not yet of what a holiday ale or a winter warmer is and so I just want to discuss with you what I think a winter warmer is and feel free to send me your opinions nick at darkskybrewing.com if you want to add to this or you know give a rebuttal or anything but again just an opinion piece here in class today so kick your feet up and Relax. So first, what I want to say about what I think of as a winter warmer is that it has to be strong. We're talking about something that's supposed to warm you up. Think about the flip side. In the summertime, you want something light and refreshing and that you can have quite a few of because it's just that. It's light and refreshing. Whereas a winter warmer, again at least to me, is something that is meant to give you that warm feeling inside something that's kind of high octane not necessarily a burn like say a shot of rum or something like that but to me a winter warmer is going to be somewhere 8% or above i love to see winter warmers in that in that range because that's really what's going to start warming you up so there are a lot of beers out there right now that are that are considered holiday ales, like um, Isolation and uh, Jubilee, and those are all, I think, somewhere between six and seven percent. But for me, yeah, winter warmer. When you think of that, you really want to warm yourself up with something nine, ten, even eleven percent. Another thing that I think of immediately when I think of these winter warmers is the spicing that occurs so it doesn't have to be spiced necessarily with your say nutmegs or cloves or cinnamons although that right there add a little bit of ginger and you've got a traditional wassail um, which can be either a rum based drink or a beer but you can also give that quote-unquote spice with a big hop addition a good spicy earthy piney uh, hop addition um, at the end, uh, and then balance it out with with some good bittering, and that can give you that earthiness. Because when we're talking about winter warmers, to me, we're talking about a celebration of winter. And if you go way back in the day, we've been what drinking beer for like six thousand years or something. Over in the Scandinavian up high, when you had these harsh cold winters, these were celebratory solstice types of beers, and that was a celebration of the earth. Well. Kind of, it was a celebration of the sun in a sense, (laughs) but a celebration of really the sun and the earth. And so those earthy kind of flavors, a lot of people would use juniper, um, these kind of pines and stuff like that to give it that earthy spice. So when I think of a traditional winter warmer, I do actually think of things like cinnamon and nutmeg and ginger, these things that are going to kind of hit my palate a lot differently than say the citrusness that will come in the summertime ales. And the last thing I'm going to touch upon and what I think of when I think of these winter warmers is that they're light. And again, I don't mean light as in low alcohol. I mean light bodied. I'm not looking to be experiencing something like a stout. An imperial stout, do not get me wrong, is gorgeous this time of year and I will not shy away from those at all but as far as a winter warmer I'm thinking of an English strong ale kind of base something that's light bodied but full of flavor and that's really going to kind of come from not only the spicing but also the higher alcohol um, and the earthiness really goes well I think with a lighter kind of thing instead of the the chocolates and the dark fruits and stuff of this and the coffee kind of roastiness of the stouts so again just wanted to sit and chat about holiday ales, about these winter warmers. I hope you guys are enjoying a bunch of great craft beer along with family and just having an absolute lovely time loving each other and enjoying this beautiful winter in Arizona whether you're enjoying the 75 to 80 degrees in the desert cities or up here in Flag with your fingers crossed doing your snow dances for a white Christmas. So whatever you celebrate, wherever you celebrate and whoever you celebrate it with my deepest of holiday wishes to you from teacher nick go on vacation now no more class class dismissed go out enjoy drink be merry ho, ho, ho.
0: <laughs> always informative always great to listen to him as well thank you everybody who contributes to these news and reviews um, if you want to get involved let me know if you want to do a beer review, um, if you've got some events that you want to make sure that get added to this, um, if you work for a brewery, if you don't work for a brewery and there's just some events coming up, reach out to me, eric at tapthataz.com, where you can reach out to me via social media. Um, would love to hear your input. Would love to hear if you want to get involved with these Beer 101 episodes. So thank you guys so much for always supporting the show and always remember, stay awesome.